Broadcast. This is the third hour of VNN Free Talk Live. This is likely the last show of uh, 2006. We've got a full bank of callers here. And uh, we've got, let me just look at the roster here to make sure I identify everyone correctly. We have Vic, Robert, James Hawthorne, Alex Linder, and your host, Jeff Beck. Okay. Uh, first of all, Robert, is, is, are, you, uh, are you Billy Bob? Uh, yeah, I could be. Oh, okay. Why did you 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 change your uh, your handle? Yeah, you know that was just uh, my friends call me Billy Bob, and my middle name's Robert. So sometimes I I go by Robert. Yeah, that's fine, but I, I wasn't sure. Uh, I thought I, for some reason I thought that was you, but I I uh, was I wasn't entirely sure. Anyway, welcome back to the broadcast. Oh well, thank you. And yeah, uh, hello. Yeah, who, who, and yeah, that was Alex, I think. Yeah, I stepped away there for a minute. Yeah, hello, Alex, and I just wanted to say congratulations to you. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I think that's a wonderful thing, and uh, I tell you, the more the better, so keep up the good work. Don't you? I got five of them. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's a hell of a lot. It's a handful. Absolutely. A medal under Hitler. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A paternity medal. I don't know if I don't know if he gave. Uh, I know he gave uh, mothers medals. I don't think he gave. Mo- I guess the the men were out fighting. <laughs> it get, it gets easier the more children that you have, and uh-huh. uh, I, like you were talking about the uh, raising of children. You you had a, a thread I think you put on the forum where you were uh, talking about how yeah. some of the religious folks, the Baptists. They're having ten and twelve, fifteen children. Yeah, that was a yeah, that was a story. Though, that that what, what was the name of that? Uh, they're calling it. A, so it was something I just came across the first time the other day. Something about a quiverful. Yeah, you know, the yeah, quiver, the quiverful breeding. Breeding is a way, and, they, and there apparently there are a few books about this, and they're definitely breeding as a way to outbreed the, in their eyes, just the federal government. They wouldn't call it Zog, but they have the same view of the federal government as an entity that means them ill. 
And the exactly. Part of the strategy is to outbreed it. So you I just read. <laughs> I just read about one family, sixteen children, and th yeah, they're doing yeah. the same thing, the quiverful thing. And uh, yeah. a lot of people are doing that. It's kind of kind of a strange thing, but uh, what I is guess this word? What is this word again? Uh, well, I, I think that's the word. It's like it's it's definitely got quiver in it. You know, the thing that holds arrows. Oh, like a full uh, quiver, quiver full. Okay. Yeah, and basically everything that we're trying to do, the dirty Baptists are already ahead of us <laughs> and doing, and that's not wholly <laughs> against us because they face less pressure than we do, and they've been around a hell of a lot longer. They got a hell of a lot more people, but. The point is, they're, they've built alternative media. They've got online academies that their homeschoolers can use, and we need to be building curriculum for our own non-Christian white nationalist. Agreed. Homeschooling. Agreed. That's incredibly Absolutely. important, and it really it, it in a, in a sense, VNN is a little that way, but it needs to be formally done, in that you can take bits and pieces from our archives and and use them. But it's not it's not formally arranged, and it's it should be. It's a very natural task, I would think, for some woman. And, and uh, I've suggested that in the past, and had, uh, had gotten uh, gotten uh, hostile reactions from women. Oh, you think that's women's work? Well, it is good women's work. A hell of a lot of women are, are teachers. Why couldn't they do that? Well, they're well, out a there. male male could do it too. A man could do it also. But they just need to be encouraged. Be yeah, they're out there. encouraged. But but they've they've done a lot. I really I pay attention to what the religious right does. They're really the ones who got homeschooling re-legalized in the early 80s. Mm -hmm. And the uh, oddest thing, it was kind of a hippie slash conservative Christian that, that got homeschooling to take off as Zog grew up. People may not understand the background of education in the federal government. The feds were never really involved in education until under LBJ in like 63 was when the feds got involved in education at the local level. Right, so notice that's about what eight years after, or what was Brown versus Board of Education in the mid fifties. So within a decade, the feds get into local education, so they have complete dictatorial control over the agenda and the textbooks because they're supplying so much of the money. Yeah, and and that's what we got. And uh, yeah, we need to support the homeschoolers, and we need to try to help people to easily move into you know that kind of a situation. Because what's happening in the public schools, y yeah, you don't want your kids being exposed to that. And that's right. And one post I made today, which someone sent me, was talking about how they're eliminating Christmas plays from the public schools, mm -hmm. in addition to all the other stuff. And then they're replacing them with Broadway stuff. And, and just like the school here in Kirksville, you know, Fiddler on the Roof. Mm -hmm. Kids do one production a year. It's, it's all the same Jude-out craft everywhere and these kids are celebrating people who mock and despise them and after high school will use them to, to, to be sacrifices in, in the war to extend Israel. I think I saw a, a headline that, that most young people today want to be a celebrity. Yeah, yeah that, that's the growth of the you know they see on TV. I mean TV is just it's just actors by another name. It's, it's beautiful people and, and really nice hair and, and lips and teeth and, and they're lovely and all the women are incredibly fuckable. I mean, it, it, and and there's no substance. You know, it, it's all it's all on the surface, and, and there's agreed upon agenda. And all we do is is more like as against anybody, any outliers, any outliers that uh, don't go along with the program. And that's that's what it is, and, and 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 that's why women are most of the journalism students these days, as well as being most of the college students. Hey, Alex. I had a quick question. Um, I was really intrigued by a thread that you posted on the forum 
you were asking uh, for information on uh, appeasers, and you were compiling a list. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was just wondering, how is that going on your research, and you're uh, getting more and more information yeah. on all those appeasers? How, how is that work coming? I'm looking uh, forward to seeing that on the uh, main page. I haven't I'm done any more... But I'm not going to do, you know, huge heaping scoops. It's just something I'm going to do in, in, you know, maybe an hour or two and write a couple paragraphs about each one of them and do about five a week just to highlight it. My The main reason I did that is that the concept of a, appeasement has been built up by the Jews, and the way to jujitsu it is to use it against the people who are should are us and are, should, are us racially and should be on our side, but are supporting the system through their collaboration. And we want to call them appeasers and point them out and drive a wedge between uh, them and us in, in normal people's minds. We want, to, we want to say, look, these people are traitors to all of us. And, and we do that by calling them appeasers and, and documenting their, their sellouts. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. And I noticed a lot of people, they were eager to contribute and they were offering up, you know, different people that they well, thought fit the bill. We got the fifty. We got yeah. the fifty. The people dug up a couple good background on on a few of them, but I haven't done anything further. But I am going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. If someone listening tonight and can can find that thread in the forum and bump it up, I'd like to see it again too. I noticed there was a little confusion, though. Uh, some people were actually listing Jews. <laughs> well, yeah, those, no, no, we're yeah. going to do that after. After we do the 50, the top yeah. 50, we'll do like the top 100 uh, Jews murdering America. And then the question that I had, too, was do the appeasers that you want to have on your, your first preliminary list, do they have to be white people, Europeans, or can they be brown appeasers or black appeasers? Well, Jesse Jackson comes to mind. He's an appeaser, right? No, I I'm would say sure. he, he... No, the, 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 this, what I'm going for is people who, by dint of their philosophy and, and their race, ought to be making the arguments that we are. It's like, a, oh, it's like syncopated okay. journalism or the dog that didn't bark in, in, in Arthur Conan Doyle, you know, Sherlock Holmes. It's the dog that didn't bark. Yeah, for a perfect example, of this would be Ann Coulter writing a book about communism. But but okay. Ann, you don't mention that it's entirely a Jewish phenomenon. You take a few shots at wasps like Alger Hiss, who is like basically the one who who wasn't a Jew of the whole communist conspiracy, along with Whitaker Chambers, who was the other. And wow, guess which are the two most famous American communists? You know, Hiss and and, and Chambers and, and the famous spies. And you're like, Ann, why don't you talk about the red diaper babies and 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 Lenin and Marx and all the things white nationalists point out? You know. Schiff and the bankers funding the Russian Revolution and, and they being a Jewish revolution, not a Ru Russian revolution, killing off all these white people. Why don't you make any of those points, Anne? Well, because it, it, she wouldn't have a career if she did. So that so maybe a genuine appeaser. Jesse Jackson has his interests served by oh, working with the okay. Jews. He, he's not, he, he ain't us, and he's, not, he, he's representing his position. He would, he would uh, be an appeaser if he were, well... You you could look at it another way and make a different case, but in any case, he's not he's not on our side. So I don't really it's not really for a list for liberals because we're we're more or less assuming that they believe their own bullshit, even though it's wrong. So just to kind of simplify just the definition of how you're defining appeasers, that would be somebody who we think they should be one of us who logically should be making the argu arguments that we are. Right. Because, and we look at them on the outside because of their professed principles. We we would think that they would be one of us, but they're really not. 
Well, they they say they're conservative. You know, starting wars on other countries based on lies is not conservatism, and it's not American. <laughs> I mean, it's right. the absolute opposite of of honest Aryan honesty. And, and Washington and his foreign policy said, "Look, don't get tied to other nations. That's where you start to get into problems." Well, my God, it fits our situation today perfectly. And, and that's why you have Rush, Rush Limbaugh in the first t- top five because well, yeah. he, he c- claims to be a conservative. Exactly, and what and we want not we, a conservative. Look, okay. look so we we plan in people's idea that had that these people are not heroic patriotic Americans. They are in fact appeasers who are selling out their race and nation. But and they're claiming they're claiming to be heroic conservatives, patriotics. Okay, and, and that's how they're that's that's what we have to destroy that perception that that. Jim Robinson at Free Republic and Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh and Oliver North represent American and patriotism. No, they're sellouts. They're traitors. So, so we, they're really they're not only appeasers, but they're liars and deceivers too. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I got they're, it. They're, they're, yeah. So that's why it makes basically it makes sense to apply it to conservatives. And and the only the only people who aren't conservative on there would be like John Grisham, and. And you could say, well, he shouldn't be included because he's a true believer. I don't know. Maybe he is or maybe he's not. But I, I, I'm going to use him just because for my own purposes. He has a lot of value. And you say, look, here's a guy who wrote his own favorite book, A View to a Kill, one of the top-selling novels. In the, He's one of the top-selling authors of the 90s, like either number one or number two. And he has his favorite book has white people, white men gang-raping a black girl, which is unheard of. basically never happens. So if he's not a fucking appeaser, if he didn't if he didn't revise his plot in that direction, he's a southern guy. He knows what actually goes on with race. So I'm I'm just gonna call him an appeaser. And the point is to, to put in people's mind: here's how the system actually works. All the people that you think you admire, you should not admire. They are working against your interests and the interests of your family and community. They and, cause and the most damage because we trust them. Yeah, they're putting they're themselves out there as being uh, for us, exactly, because and those we trust are, them. We're giving our trust to these people, but they're lying and they're deceiving. Yes, so they're yes. they're more damaging than just the Jew. We know he's a Jew, and, and they know, pretty, yeah, and okay. they know Jesse Jackson's an extortionist monkey, right? You know, and they 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 know that the liberals are dangerous, but they believe the conservative bullshit. So we're trying to we're trying to show the conservatives up for what they are by using their by bringing a gun to the gunfight and calling them appeasers like they love to call everybody else. You well, have that really to, clarifies. That really helps you, out a yeah, lot. You, I noticed there was some confusion there. Okay, well, you have to... This is what a lot of people don't understand. It's like what Duke did on the interview. He, he Immediately, the Jew is questioning his motives and trying to paint him as the bad guy. Well, he comes back and he questions the, the, the Jew's motives. That's right. something that the culture of civility, the WASP culture of overlooking the defect in the other guy... We deal with their arguments. We take what they say at face value. Well, that's why we're losing to the Jews. Right. They work as a team, and they will do whatever it takes. And they don't. They all Jews always go to questioning motives, and they never get around to factual debate. You see, it's always smearing. I mean, if they would factual debate, they couldn't maintain the Holocaust, as, as Forrestan proves in the paper on on BNN. So, yeah, we so we go after them. We go after the our people who are working for them, most of whom realize it. Now the lower level a, idiots don't realize it, but the top ones absolutely do. And we're part of this is building the context. Look, your freshman class of Congress, what do they do? They go up to Harvard and they hear the liberal bullshit. Then they're flown over to Israel to see, oh, poor little Israel, getting by on only you know ten million dollars a day, and, <laughs> yeah. and and just this little tiny sliver of land. So they're indoctrinated from day one. 
And it's the same with journalists. They fly all the journalists over to Israel and tell them their story. So yeah. we're trying to teach people the context and get them to call. Look, Ann Coulter's an appeaser. Call her what she's calling you. We stick up for real America and for real the white race and the real values. We name the Jew. We are the good guys. You see, that's the whole thing, that we're bad. No, we are the good guys. Right. Ann Coulter and Rush Limbaugh are the bad guys. Of course, of course. Hey, i got a question for you, Alex, and this is kind of um, a little off the wall, but do you think that it's just a coincidence that Jimmy Carter is bringing his book out, he's getting all of this media play, being interviewed, just right when this Iranian Holocaust conference is going out, at the same time that Duke is coming on being interviewed, or was that kind of purposefully timed? Because is it time for Israel to start going down, and are we going to just see speaker after speaker, congressman after congressman, vice president after vice president, just hammering the Jew down? I mean, isn't that what needs to happen? Don't we need a concerted oh. effort to just have spokesman after spokesman and personality after personality and actor after actor and writer after writer to just keep hammering it until it's gone? <laughs> nobody, nobody wants Israel anymore. That Why satellite <laughs> is, is not useful at this time. Even the Jews, for crying out loud, are saying, down with Israel. Well, if everybody's saying down with Israel, what are we waiting for? Well, I would like to believe that was happening. Uh, I'll believe it when we cut off the money. And, and you know, there, but it, it's, it's, it, it's kind of edging up. And, and the thing with Carter is kind of, he's an ex-president, so he gets a fair amount of coverage either way. But, but he's kind of, I don't think that they've really trumped him up so much. I mean, I think he's... He's had some criticism of papers that, that I guess haven't covered what he's done, or or they're they're not promoting him really. But it, it's simply the fact that he's president that makes it somewhat unavoidable. And the right is just spitting hatred on him. But yeah, there's all these little things, you know, Baker coming out and and making uh, making the point that that you know we need to get out of there. It's not doing us any good. And, and but Carter the coming thing out about Carter about though, if, if you if you watch, I've, I've been following the Carter saga of late yeah. very closely and. For every t for every one statement he makes about uh, uh, you know uh, influence from Jerusalem affecting our foreign policy or something, uh, every time he makes a statement like that, he he then makes uh, about six others saying no 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 I really like Jews I'm a good Christian and uh, and I and I'll crawl across a, a dirty floor for the Jews, so you know he's not he's not one of us as yeah as, but. I, I, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. I would of say course. the big thing in the Carter thing is that he used the word apartheid in the title, and and that that hurts the Jews. They they don't like that at all. And that's probably the most damage he could have done is that every time they talk about his book, they got to use the word Israel and apartheid, and those fuckers do not want that linked. They don't want that linked because that that could revive the left. Yeah, well, he's, he's not one careful. of us. He doesn't believe what we believe. He's just he's just suddenly finding a little bit of honesty and integrity in his old age. Well, the and, last and article I read about Carter, he was actually putting blame on the Christians yes. you know, for helping uh, this whole situation. Oh, that's so he, he may not be truth. outwardly stating you know, what you state on a daily basis, but his actions are certainly yeah. provoking the you know, Jews to just attack him. And they are. They don't well, have well, a basis for doing that, though, because and, and he look, is so you know, even-keeled. The other thing is, he's, he's a southerner. He comes from... 
the stratum that most strongly supports Israel, and basically the only stratum in the world that supports Israel, right. is, the, is the southern evangelical Protestants. And they do that because their leaders are bought, and, and their book, uh, the very Bible that they use, has been queered. And by him saying that that's part of the problem, I think that's a real eye-opener. Well, he's going to, you know, if you got if you got, you know, slick northern intellectuals who are n- nasty and mocking, like, say, me, <laughs> for example, <laughs> you know, that that they just pull in their heads and they and they pull in their heads and they 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 don't like it and they ain't gonna do nothing but you know you watch out you get cut up boy, and but if someone like them is telling them that it it might make a little bit of a of a difference. Yeah, so, the, so it helps it helps to have the same message coming across the spectrum and the irony of that that's the ultimate example of Jewish hutzpahs. Fifteen people all walks of life say the exact same thing about the Jews stretching back two thousand years and and they. They cite that oh, that's prima facie evidence that they're wrong and the Jews are right, you know. You and know, you know, well, Billy the, the guy said the same thing about you two thousand years ago that we're saying today. Yeah, isn't it? Aren't they evil? Anti-Semitism is the world's oldest problem, you know. No, the, the the Jew is the problem. Everybody else isn't wrong. The Jews wrong. What Billy Bob brings up here is a really good point in that, you know, Carter wanted to finesse this. He wanted to be nice to the Jews, but then he wanted to point out a, a real problem. The, uh, the, of Jewish behavior, and and the, the thing is, that we all ought to see from this is that, you know, being any anything less than than having both both barrels loaded with your shotgun, in dealing with the Jews is, is doesn't work. You have to take these people on full bore, and you know, never 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 uh, uh, shirk or, or take back your words. And Jeff, yeah. You're right. It's just like Rounder says. You can't sneak up on on the Jews, which is another way of saying you can't sneak up on paranoid people because that's their whole reason <laughs> reason for existence is being suspicious about people sneaking up on them. Well, you look know? at Car- look at Carter and his <laughs> audience. Maybe Carter is softening up the Christians a little bit. Look at who he's targeting with his book. Look who's going to read his book. You know, it's primarily a Christian audience that's going to be reading that, and he's basically saying, look, you know, what's happening over here in Israel, these people aren't the angels and the chosen ones that perhaps you've been led to believe. Perhaps you are a part of the problem in supporting, you know, these people over here. If that helps to sway their minds, you know, being a Christian himself... And just, if anything else, you're planting the seed to get them to question whether or not they should be throwing their money over there. And if yeah, even they stopped right. doing that little teeny bit and started, you know, looking to other people who are talking about these problems, you know, maybe that'll have an effect that later down the road it might blossom out to, be, to actually be something. You've got to go to the mindset of the Christian, though. That's the whole thing. I mean, it's you're going to have a hard time, you know, convincing the Christians, but a Christian who kind of slowly and kind of eases into it, maybe they need that kind of softening up before they get the real hard truth. You might disagree well, they, with that kind of, uh, you know, procedure, but maybe that's sure. necessary well, for some no, people. not at all for Israel. They, what they need are honest leaders. Yes, and that's, yes. That, that's, you know, you search for an honest leader in Christian churches, I mean, that makes a needle in a haystack. <laughs> Pikers work. I mean, that's easy compared to finding an honest Christian leader. I mean, I can only name you essentially one uh, or two. One would be that Chuck Carlson, and and I heard him. He made an impression on me when I was out at Sacramento at the Revisionist Conference, and he uh, 
he uh, discussed that, you know, look, it's basically like a concentration camp. That's what Palestine really is. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you got Jewish soldiers between standing in every doorway in your house, and it's like it's like you have to walk through three quarters of a mile of, uh, you know, razor wire just to get into the place. And and those are the people who you need to have honest leaders like that to really get the Christians leaving the racial stuff aside. And, and Carter can not only bring the Christians, but he can bring the left because the left is what's driven into spasms of hatred by the term apartheid. And see, he deliberate, very deliberately chose that, and, and that's a very provocative word, because the, the, the Jews, like the David Horowitz and the neocons, they hate that stuff, because they know yeah, it's true. Well, they know, well, they know it's it, true. If, if and they the don't, Christians, Jews don't like being called Jews or being told what they're actually doing. If the Christians can be waking up, and if they stop supporting Israel, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier to do what needs to be done. And that's another thing coming up, too. I was you know, reading a little bit about this... China, you know, wanting to get rid of their dollars and how OPEC is, uh, you know, kind of situated to make a few little demands in that regard. And, you know, how is that going to play out? How valuable, how important is the nation of Israel right now when you look at the world stage of what's going on? And maybe they're not as important as a lot of people think. You know, maybe they need to get out of there. Maybe, you know, Carter being a former president, addressing the Christians, saying, hey, look, these, you know, this whole Zionist idea was just a bad idea from the very beginning. You, know, you can't just uproot all these Palestinians and force them to live in an apartheid state. And you know, yeah. They're opening the eyes of the people to say, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. You know, and again, where are you going to put all these Jews if you give all the land back to, you know, to the Palestinians? It's kind of an issue. But they're, gonna, they're causing them to rethink the whole thing. You know, was it right to begin with in 1948 to set up the Palestine state? And, and that's a big question. If it was wrong to begin with, well, then you've got to give all the land back, you know. And they, ca they can't have it there at all. And that's what all the Arabs, Arabs want. None of the Arabs want Israel to be there. And if we have to appease the Arabs, well, then that's what's going to have to happen. You know, they're going to have to find a place to put the rest of the, you know, Israeli Jews. I don't know where they're going to go. Well, I don't remember, know where you're they, going to put they them. They got hundreds of nuclear weapons. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. Uh, but I would like to see us cut off support. It's, it's, you know, they they keep getting people killed, and eventually, at some point, even the Americans might wake up. You you, you never know. But it's well, they, it sure they does have, help they have to the have weapons, a, a leftist and a. It helps to have a leftist and, a, and an evangelical Christian and, and a former president saying the same things we are in that limited extent. And it definitely gets the Jews scared, and they, and they heap hatred on him. And that tells you he's doing the right thing. But uh, we'll, we'll see how that works out. Well, they got their nuclear weapons, but they also have their you know, Armageddon in their prophetic writings of their scriptures. And you know they want to do the best they can to bring those prophecies true. You know how, how we're going to be able to stop them from doing that? That's a good question. I don't know. Was it right to begin with in 1948? Hold on, I'm not sure if Jeff dropped or what. Jeff dropped. Well, then you got to give all. Okay. He probably yeah. tried to reinitiate. Hold yeah. on a second. I have I was having a few problems with Vic's connection. Yankee oh, Jim, okay. turn down the. Uh, got you. Okay, sorry. I was having a, I was having some echo with uh, Vic, and then uh, and then I dropped him. And Vic, sorry about that. And then all of a sudden, when I brought Yangi Jim on, it got really bad. But I guess it's fixed now. Okay, 
We on air? Yeah, sorry about that uh, yeah, interruption, yeah. folks. The well, only we solution to the Samson option is a preventative strike, and that takes out you know all of their potential to nuke everybody else. We can't live under nuclear blackmail you know, from Israel. So there has to be a solution to that. It, the Arabs know that. China knows that. Russia knows that. You know, what are we going to do? We're just going to let them control the world because they're threatening, you know, to nuke out with their Samson option? I don't think that's an option. I, we can't do that. Uh, well, <laughs> we, we're not going to do anything. Hopefully China and Russia and uh, I believe eventually the, the Arabs and, and the Muslims will will have the bomb more widespread than it is now. I guess they already got it in Pakistan and whatever. And the Jews are going to desperately try to control, you know, half the world that, that hates them. Yeah, and they're well, they're going to institute half. the technology that's going to be able to prevent them from using their Samson option. You know, that's the thing. We who has the technology? Who's who is on the leading edge of the technology that's going to be able to prevent against that? You know, is it Israel? Are they the ones who are on the leading edge, or is it Russia? Is it China? Is it the United States? You know, who 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 is on the forefront of the missile defense? You know, as far as uh, taking I, I don't down the missiles, missile defense was that's not going to do much. I mean, that they're not going to that's not going to get to the point where you can prevent someone from fighting back if you fire at them. If you know where all their warheads are, and if you take a first strike action to disable those warheads before they try to use them, I think that's you know they're they're thinking about it. They're figuring out ways to do it. Mm, maybe. All right. I don't. I Israel. I don't think Israel could get far enough ahead of of other people to to. I don't think so level, either. I, I think, think. they lo they got their asses kicked in Lebanon. They're dependent yeah. upon us for technology. They're dependent upon us for money. So I just I'm not sure that we we can be afraid of that Samson option. You know, there's a point where the rest of the world is going to say Israel has to go, and they're going to go where they're going to go to. That's the big question. I see Madagascar. All right, <laughs> let's let's send them there. <laughs> if not Mars or the Moon. <laughs> yeah. We got that Jew head of Na of uh, NASA, you know, <laughs> talking about setting up a station on the moon. I think the Jews would be well fit to populate the moon. Stop that! I, I I just have a feeling that the man on the moon is very anti-Semitic. <laughs> what you What you and say? We, stop we need that! To get a whole, we need to get a Holocaust shrine up on the moon. Stop the moon that! Did, the moon did play a role in reflecting sunlight onto Nazi Germany during the night, and that helped the Nazis in, in a way. So really, I think reparations are due. Hey, the Jews have been dispersed for thousands of years. They can continue on being dispersed. I mean, who really wants them all in one place anyways? <laughs> well, <laughs> sound very angry. Yeah, let's get that one place underground. <laughs> yeah, let's get it underground. I mean, on, honest to God, I believe there would be pretty close to global peace and, and harmony if there were no Jews. I mean, there would be some frictional battles at the at the borders, maybe, but there would be, I mean, just... Hugely less conflict within countries as well as between them, or among them. The ones in positions of power, exactly. The multinational corporate Jews who are parasitically sucking the life out of the other powerful nations of the world, of course. We, you know, those are the Jews that need to definitely be taken out of power. The goat herders who live in, uh, peacefully in Iran, hey, Iran, they have Jews who live in Iran, they don't care. Oh, are there Jews that are goat herders? Yeah. Sure there are. Sure oh, there are. Man, I, I doubt that. <laughs> I mean, I... Yeah. Uh, 
they run auctions to buy goods. They, they've traditionally been like, I don't, I don't know what they do, but the, supposedly there's 30,000 Jews in Iran. Yeah. And, and the media doesn't mention them, though, you know. So. They're contained. They're not uh, a threat I'm a to Iran. going to wipe out all the Jews, but he hasn't started with the ones in his immediate vicinity. Exactly, so, exactly. You know. Yeah, I, I I love that guy. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> I, I would I would hire Ahmadinejad and Putin in a minute to be like one and two in the U.S. and trust that we have some sane adults. I, I've just grown to really despise Bush. He is <laughs> he is just not on the level. He is not presidential material. Nope. You know, you know I I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like I I was watching him. I'm like that fucker stumbles so much verbally in these things. You you think even if the guy first of all he's got an Ivy League education. And even if the guy was only average articulate, he does nothing for six years and even longer to go back to Texas but talk to people, talk to the press, go out and give speeches, glad hand, and he still stumbles over every word. And it's just, you know, you see the stuff that John Stewart runs, Jew John Stewart runs at The Daily Show, and you're like, damn, I mean, six years hasn't made him good at speaking. And it's just pitiful. He's trying to get sympathy. He wants people to feel sorry for him. Hey, Billy Bob? Yeah, how's it going? Alex? Yeah. Hey, Jim here. Hey, good job on that Combs thing. That was, yeah, that, that was, was great. That was oh. too funny. That was the first Thanks. time I'd heard it today. That was Hammering out the Jew, what broadcast? What is this? Uh, <laughs> Nick, <that's> serial <laughs> killer? Oi, fire. Uh, <laughs> you, know who, you know who deserves all the credit for that is Jim in Colorado. He grabbed all that. Uh, and thank good. God. Yeah, that was great. Thank God the the Kike, uh, I'm talking about Combs now, um, thank God he replayed that segment of the show. Uh, they rebroadcast it at about 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning, and Jim was able to grab it. All right. Uh, well, thanks, it, Jim. It, it, well, we're we're well, going to use that in, uh, indefinitely into the... Oh. Until the end of time, we're going to use that clip. Yeah, no, it, it is priceless, and it just seemed to all fall in place. I mean, it just it just came together so nicely. I mean, that really wasn't planned. I, I did want to get him going, you know. I did want to get yeah. him worked up before Duke got on the air, and I guess I. He's all proud. That. He's all proud of himself that he looked it up like in real time. And, and hey, yeah. this yeah. isn't semitically correct. What's going yeah. on here? Like, look I what I can word. do. <laughs> yeah, it's, people say Jews are so damn smart, but he's he is not evidence of that. Yeah, again, uh, Jim in Colorado deserves a, a huge round of applause. All right, Jeff. Did you hear that? Yeah, the a applause, huge Jeff. round of applause. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you, wait, wait, you say wait. you. Ah, oh, jeez. Now ready for prime time, now. Yeah, you got to get huge a round of applause, Jeff. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> it's applauding even as we cackle. How about a rim shot? Yeah. yeah. Hey, will you guys? Uh, if you guys know where to find these kind of things, these kind of sound effects. Uh, let me know because I've looked on the on the internet for. Oh, them. we don't want to. We don't got to get all cheesy just once no. in a while. You, you know these yeah. these morning zoo shows and all that. They get to where that's all they do. Yeah, goofy shit. A little yeah, of we, it is okay, but. Yeah. yeah, Yankee Jim, I wanted to thank you. Uh, when you put that on the forum, you know, I, I just clicked right on it and I was able to listen to the show and I actually tried to get on. But and they had me on the line for quite a while. But you know the interesting thing I I, I was thinking about that. They, he kept on saying, and we're going to take callers, and we're going to take callers, and we're going to take callers, and the lines are full, and they're turning people away. But yet, they only brought one caller on the line during David Duke's interview time. And it's interesting point to make 
that all of the other callers either must have been supporting Duke, non-biased, or yeah. you know, they, they couldn't find anybody that had anything negative to say. And the one that they did, you know, he really didn't have very much of an argument to stand on. Yeah, so I bet, I bet that's right. I it just it's right. a, I think it's a sign of the times, you know. The people it's, are yeah, calling there's a, in support. Upswell. There's a surge. It's coming from the internet. People know that they're getting crap in the in the mainstream media. It's just people. It's an echo chamber for for Bush and the Republicans on Fox News, and the, and even that mentality has taken over CNN uh, to large extent. And they know that they're being fed a party line. And nothing yep. real is allowed to get through, and it doesn't matter. Even if you're watching sports on ESPN, it's the same fucking thing. They, you cannot tell the truth about race. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't touch that with a ten-foot pole, Bob. <laughs> oh, it's getting. I went too know, far. It's <sighs> getting to the point, you know. Thanks to the to the, thanks to the Pacers and and the Nugget. Who was it? The Pacers. We don't even have uh, to uh, yeah, point the, out the, race because they do the it the, themselves and, yeah. uh, through through video. And you're referring to there was another little basketball the brawl, riot, yeah, a couple days ago, and that's all good. It's just yeah, yeah, and that well, who's that person on the forum, Esperance or whatever? Yeah, it's it's all about money. That's what your professors tell you. It's just that you give these niggers millions of dollars a year, you still can't turn them into humans. No, you find them five hundred. They all got fined five hundred thousand dollars, five hundred thousand dollar fine, and yet they still act like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They, money does not. Money is not alchemy. Neither is immigration. You know, you you can't change the nature of something by putting money in its pocket. No, not no. a nigger like uh, what's his name, Carmelo Anthony. I could just hear him cackling now with that nigger laugh. He, he, he did what's a, wrong he, with you? That shit I carry. That's walking around money for and, me. And, and you shit. know what? And Jim. And what? What about that video streak of all those niggers shooting? It was the same kind of thing. What he did in that. That clip was a little bit of a nigger sucker punch because he kind of waited until the stuff had died down, and then he kind of went in and gave a little bitch, bitchy little punch, and then ran away. So it was very similar to those niggers who were executing people in that thing that Kurtz put together that was yanked off YouTube a little too keeping it real, I guess. Yeah. So so a nigger is a nigger is a nigger, whether it can shoot a basketball or not, whether you pay it ten million dollars a year or not, it's gonna it's gonna act in predictable ways. Well. Thank God for this here internet. Uh, we can, you know what? And getting back to what I interrupted you guys uh, about was the fact that this radio show. I mean, we've got the capabilities now. We can hijack these live tele uh, radio shows uh, and television. You know, all we have to do is just uh, combine our efforts on the forum, and uh, we we did it once uh, with the Na uh, National Alliance. Um, Sean Walker was on uh, on on the uh, drive time most popular West Coast drive time talk radio show, and we were able to coordinate it on uh, one of the forums. I believe it was Stormfront, and I think it was also PNN. And we literally just took you know it was all pro white callers, and and it was just one after the other in succession. So we can do this kind of stuff now. Yeah. We can do it. All we have to do is do it. Hey, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. We 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 have to you're look right for an opportunity, that. and for that I'm gonna if I may plug another uh, forum, Alex. Uh, Go ahead. I I can thank Jamie plug Kelso's away. radio show for that because had I not been listening to Jamie Kelso's radio show over on Stormfront.org, uh -huh. I would I would not have known about 
uh, he, he was the one that made the announcement. And then I just made a few real quick little things and everything just fell into place. And next thing I knew, a half an hour had gone by and, and there was Alan Combs on the radio saying, Goyfire.com, hammering out the Jew one, one at a time. I mean, how cool was that? You know, <laughs> That's great. I tell you well, what, thank Kelso for us. I, I know we're not his favorite people, but look, we, we, we have a, I don't write or really care much about Stormfront. I hope that there's good white people over there that are advancing the cause, and I'm sure there are. Uh, there are. And uh, we don't really worry about others. We're doing what we do in the way that we think's best, and, and that's pretty much, I think, what Duke thinks he is doing and, and is doing, and that's how we all should do it. Yeah. No, I, it, there's, a, there's a time and a place for everything. I mean, you know, I post over on stormfront.org often, and I've, I've got a little rank over there, and mm -hmm. I, I post over here also. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and I listen to the Hal Turner show. Sure. And and I try to do a little bit of everything because and you I do realize local activism too, plus your blog. So yeah, it, it's it's there's no reason people should be act like grown up men and and work with people who are are, are well, going in the same direction. Well, I realize you know that there are certain people that if they were to just stumble across vnnforum.com, you know, for the first time, they they literally have heart. <laughs> palpitations. I mean, you know, it's not every day, or if they stumble oh across God. this radio show. I mean, not every day, not every day do you hear a radio show where you've got someone saying, you know, these fucking hook-nosed kikes. Oh this my God, they're naming the Jew! The perfect example of what I'm talking about is when, uh, what's his name, Kramer went off? The, the little, the little brain dead yeah. white girl. Oh my God! That's the reaction. And uh, on the guy, on the Alan Combs uh, show, uh, the, the poor guy. Uh, when, when uh, I think it was the third caller after me, or the second caller, Alan Combs interrupted him and he said, "Look, look, look! I just went back to this uh, web show uh, the site that this guy was plugging, and it says right here, it says." hammering out the Jew. Or no, it says, no Jews, just right. And the guy that was on the phone with him said, oh, 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 oh my God. Oh, my God. Or, or, oh, God. That's, that's just like those tards over at Free Republic, like, like gleefully posting like you just joined a week ago, and they're all proud of their detective work. Oh, sir, you are the new Arthur Conan Doyle. I mean, these people, sure. they've... <laughs> they've been conditioned to react that way, and, oh, it, yeah. and, and it hasn't taken long at all, and this is how they all react. We are the adults, they are the tattletales. Exactly. It's a fucking little kid, adult... Just adult, as a show note here, I wanted to introduce to the panel uh, Kai Kerner. James had to go, and uh, I wanted to introduce to the hey, panel yeah. James Kerner. Okay. Now, I, I will bring also Vic back. Because I inadvertently kind of dropped him, okay. thinking it was actually. Hey, I got, I got something to talk about here. Okay, but I want to say hello to Vic, or uh, to yeah. uh, Kai Kerter. Okay. Hi. Hi. Hey, Kai Hi. Hey. hey there, Kai Kerter. All right. Uh, Yankee Jim, I got a question for you. Shoot. You, uh, you just stood right up to Alan Combs. I, I was amazed the way you didn't let him disturb what you were. You, you had something planned to say, and you just stuck to it. I like that. Well, it's you know it's hard at times. You know you got to realize there, there's millions of people listening. I, I think I I I don't know how, how big of a following that Kike has, but I, I'm assuming it's it's rather large since he's tied to that other uh, race trader, Sean Hannity. Oh, God. <laughs> I think he's got millions of listeners. Does does anyone disagree with that? Yeah, uh, he's kind of a weenie. Maybe maybe he, thousands. 
Thousands? Maybe, maybe I, I tens, don't know. Maybe yeah, tens of thousands. Maybe tens of thousands. I, I go... Uh, I don't know about millions. Yeah. Well, he's well, not he has, he's own, not that he has big his own radio fan. show. On, on, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. I've heard his radio show on uh, XM Satellite a long time ago, so he's got that. Plus, he's with Hannity. I mean, he, he's fairly big. I yeah, would, I would yeah, hope that millions TV, are you know, not man. listening to him. I would hope that he doesn't have millions yeah. of people listening he's to him. He's more liberal. They have a little harder time drawing people. But. Yeah, well, see, I was, I was kind of hoping just the opposite. I was hoping he did have millions because... Think of the unknown, uh, you, you know, amount of people that would have stumbled over here to uh, goyfire.com, and you've got to you got to know that there's two percent of the people that kind of agree with what they see over here. Sure, yeah, at least you hope. That, at least hope. If if it's not two percent of the people, I'm I'm I quit. Oh, you guys, you guys were talking about people. I mean, sure. You guys were talking about shock at seeing your website for the first time. I, I can remember, you know, uh, roughly 11, you know, January. It, it was shocking. <laughs> it yeah. was very <laughs> shocking. And I, and I bounced back from Stormfront to VNN <laughs> yeah. and Solar General and, and back and forth. And, you know, VNN's well, you, a real thing. We, yeah, I mean, it's great. It's just, Straightforward. Well, as, and, I, yeah, as I said, the thing that the, I believe it's truly American in, in spirit. The thing that pulled me in was its utter honesty. You know, straight, raw, no chaser. The hey. rawness and the the rawness and the honesty. Yeah, it it's just American in the original sense. Is you know, don't fuck with me, leave me alone. I'm going to do what I want to do. You do what you want to do. And hey, we got a problem. And hey, there's no pro there's no problems if we can talk about it and solve them. You know, there there may be things that pop up, but we can deal with it. But when we can't, when, when you artificially enforce it, you can't say this, you can't use that term, you can't make that argument, and that's not just a good idea. That's the law. Then we have a, a meta problem, right? That's what all those hate crimes laws mean. That's a meta problem. It's because it can't be dealt with because you can't even discuss it. And the Forasan article is the perfect description of that, where you know, hey, we can't beat you in arguments, so we're going to outlaw what you're saying, pal. Or we'll send our thugs to beat you up. But let me, let me uh, shift this slightly. I just got something very cool come in, and I know you guys will be interested in this. And this is partly about the power of the local blog. And, and Yankee Jim's doing one, and, and we're doing the Kirksville today. And the feds did a big gun bust at a gun show up in Rutledge, which is somewhere in northern Missouri, north of here. And I just got a guy make a comment, and I made the comment that like, bas look, they're basically stealing hunting guns from these old white guys to get mm. guns out of the hands of whites. They're not, and they're saying, oh, we got guns off the street. We are really making a difference. Well, look at this nice letter that just came in. He he says, why don't the AT why does doesn't the ATF go to let's say East St. Louis, Missouri, clear out the young 18 to 26 year old gangsters? Go down there anytime, buy a gun, buy all the dope you want. There'd be lots of arrests of guns and dopes. But the reason they won't is there's a chance they would get shot and there's no money to be made and all the arrest would mean providing everyone with a lawyer and, and put into prison and, and if they were put into prison and fined, they'd never get the money. Now you arrest an old 80, 40 to 80 year old white guy at a gun show or a flea market, uh, makes bond, hires a lawyer, takes all your guns, truck and any, any money possibly. The, the home, in many cases, uh, what's he saying? He's saying, just look at the percentage. Most of all the arrests are white, middle, or uh, very late in their years, uh, dealing in an old shotgun or rifle, a, r a real threat. ATF and others should put their manpower where this country can get 
uh, the use of it, uh, getting illegal aliens out of this country, and quit worrying about some trading and selling a few old hunting guns between mostly honest working Americans. So this is the kind of sentiment that's out there that is never reflected in the uh, in the lo- even the local media, let alone the national media. So yeah, thank God for the internet and local blogs. Well, you and tell me why these cops? It's the same reason they aren't going down to St. Louis to well, take the the, 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 the yeah. guns out of these niggers' hands. Is the same reason they're pulling over suburban housewives yeah. whose kids won't stay in the in their seat belts and giving them yeah. fifty or hundred dollar tickets for that. Whites really are just a slave class anymore. They're there to be used as examples of historical guilt and to be taxed. And, and the money used to subsidize greater government and more nigger colonies. And, yeah, they, they don't want... It's dangerous. You go after the niggers, they might shoot back, where you go seize these from the old white guys. You can find them big and take their guns and grandstand before the media. It's ridiculous. And these local blogs, I tell you, you know, doing VNN is one thing where it's national in general, and, and you know, you do it right, maybe you get some readers. But you do the local. I don't care who you are. If you got, if you do it consistently and do a good job, and you got people reading, that's where the rubber hits the road because you're talking about people who are, <laughs> you know, a few streets over from where you are. So yep. it's 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 the real thing. Well, you're going to see more stories about the gun grabbing because uh, with the you know new Democratic Congress and. They're trying to get the Senate, even though the other uh, senators croaking. They're still going to do that. They're going to pick up the pace. They want to, you know, take as many guns as they can. Restrictions, restrictions, restrictions. It's going to be more and more, you know, stories that are going to be coming up because of that. But uh, you know, you just got to fight it. You know, you just got to fight it. Yeah, and they want to shut these things down. I mean, you got to understand their real motive and think like a Jew. Go for the motive. What's the motive here? They seize a thousand guns. You know, white guys at a gun show in rural Missouri, southern Iowa. I mean, come on. You know, and you know how they're they going to do it for crimes? Give me a break. The, the, w- the way that they're really going to do it is, you know, I, I hate to bring the uh, North American Union into the conversation. But Canada already, you know, pretty much has uh, most of the most gun restrictive, you know, laws. I mean, the, the citizens don't have it's any like rights Britain. over there for guns. And and you think the Mexicans? Do you think they all are toting shotguns and rifles? You know, too. So no, they have complete gun control in Mexico. Of course, you get thrown of course. in prison for a long time if you bring a gun down there. So so the North American Union, as it is forming and as it is emerging as we speak, that is going to be one of the you know main stipulating kind of uh, agreements that's, that are going to be made between the three uh, countries is that there's going to have to be an elimination of the so-called, you know, Constitution of uh, Bill of Rights. It, it's already happened. You know, they've already taken most of the Bill of Rights, and, you know, they're kind of working it into the legislation right now. There was a, uh, a court case that, you know, is talking about, well, it's only the militias, you know, they can only have the guns, and the militias, the military, so really, we need to just, you know, strip all of the guns away from the people, and th- that's the only way they're going to make the North American Union work, you know, they, they have to take the guns away from the people in the United States, so they've been doing the piecemeal approach, and, you know, to actually bring this into fru- fruition, that's going to have to happen, that's going to be one of the main things, so... It's it's an issue, you know. It's definitely an issue. Yeah, and this is why you got to build your local network of people, whether you do a blog or not. You have to have people you know are reliable, who understand what's going on. Use sources like you know us and the other white nationalist people out there to to educate your people. This is what's actually going on. It's a, it's a genocidal racial campaign against your type by a Jew-led elite. And yeah, they're and trying to build this kind of a new world order, and the implications are no free speech for you, no guns for you, you live forever as a tax slave, and your kids are encouraged to race mix until your your line no longer exists. 
If you yeah. don't want that, come with us. And eventually, we're going to have to kill these people. And David Duke, yeah, I mean, kill them because David they Duke doesn't live in America anymore, right? He, he lives in Europe. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, he's over. Yeah, I think he's in the Ukraine. Okay, a lot of people have said there's no stopping the North American Union. It's happening. They're building the corridors. China has been given uh, the rights, you know, to manufacture uh, the tracking equipment on the corridors and so forth. They've already got the Panama Canal. When they actually, you know, bring this, they're going to enforce it. You know, what what choices are we going to have? I mean, if you have a lot of money, sure, you can go live in Europe and you can move and you know travel all around the world. But what about the people who can't afford that? You know, what what kind of uh, real solutions you know do we have? Gathering in the Aryan communities is fine for the short term, but when the whole landscape of the politics of the nation changes and these laws are going to be dictated to us, you know, what are our options going to be? That that's a, a real big question. Well, we, a lot we of we got to get rid of the people that. running the country. <coughs> However, it happens. That's what has to happen. The whole class of them is rotten. Yeah. And they are interested in their private agenda and, and they are interested in keeping themselves in power. But and wouldn't it's you very clear from their actions what they intend to do to us. Okay, well Alex, would you agree or disagree that the people who are running our country, America, the United States, are the same people who are running the countries Canada and Mexico oh, clearly. and even it's China? A, absolutely. There's, uh, no, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily agree with China. Uh, partly because I don't know as much about China, but uh, and uh, I don't. We're think appeasing China, China. And we're making deals with China, and we're yeah. And, but that doesn't know, mean that doesn't necessarily mean that we control China, though. No, it, no, we don't. We don't. But the same group of people that controls our government, that is, you know, basically giving away our country. Uh, what I'm trying to get at is, you're saying we need to, ch you know, change the leadership of our country, but. It, doesn't it go a little bit beyond that? And it goes beyond, yeah, the whole White West I'm talking about. I'm not, China, yeah. I, I think China's yeah. in control of China. I don't believe Jews control China. But they certainly do control most of the nations of, of, of uh, Western Europe, and they certainly control Canada and Australia. J yeah, Jews governing our country the US. have made deals with China, and they've sold our country out. And they're using the North American entity as another means of appeasing China, too, you know, with all the money that we owe them. Uh, well, e yeah, the battles in each white country, it's, it's the same people who are under siege by the, the same other people. You know, the, one group is attacking us. It's always the Jew and the traitorous local elites who are attacking the native white population, not least by opening the border. I mean, it, the same things happen in all these countries at the same time, using exactly the same terms and argument frames. So it's... <laughs> the same phenomenon worldwide, wherever white people are. The exact same arguments. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just and wondering, you know, with uh, David Duke's move to Europe... I, I will make one comment about this China thing. It is my understanding oh. the trade negotiators... Uh, I can't remember... Uh, there's there's Charlene Barshevsky, and there's another one um, who negotiated all these agreements with uh, China... God, why can't I remember the other one? The other, one, both of them are, are kikes, uh, yeah. and so you know, even if if China is not in the hands of the kikes, uh, uh, they're they're delivering our nation's uh, wealth to China. The kikes are are the vehicle; they're the motor for that. 
and they're and so you know they're they're definitely you know in there. Uh, Jewish communism. Well, they're they're dealing with us. Yeah. You know what what they have their own agenda and their own motives. Um, just to see, there there are trade representatives. They don't really have anything to worry about. They just keep letting the game run, and it's good for them. And that their interests align with the Jews at the at, at, at present is what it seems to me. You know why would they, they? They're getting more and more Chinese in pretty much every corner of the earth. So more Chinese in Africa, more money into Africa, more Chinese in the U.S. owning more property, spreading through Canada, even spreading in Europe. So that they have no reason to push anything. Just let it keep developing the way it is. That seems to me what their agenda would be. And over time, the U.S., because of its internal racial contradictions, which they can clearly see from the outside, will become weaker and weaker and less able to project military strength, and that will allow them to obtain their goals in Asia uh, in more direct political military terms. And then the rest will take care of itself. That's how I would look at it if I was them. they still got a ways to develop and worry about internal stuff. But... Okay, uh, Yankee Jim, I'm going to, uh, in the last few minutes here, I'm going I'm to let you go because I had to drop Vic. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, and, oh, and uh, so I want to give uh, Vic another chance to come back and have a say here because we probably won't be on very much longer. All right. I wish you guys all a happy, uh, uh, Merry Christmas, I should Merry say. Merry Christmas, yes. And yeah. one thing, uh, great, great music. Uh, I just wanted to point that out. Oh, in the uh, pre-show? You, oh, yeah. Especially the early Graham Parsons stuff, I I appreciate that, and I got a lot of that stuff on vinyl, and uh, the Honky Tonk Woman. That, that I, I have all that stuff on vinyl. I didn't know he wrote. I didn't know he wrote Honky Tonk Woman. Yeah, there's stuff that he wrote that you you wouldn't even believe, and I, I've got a rare copy of that song by Waylon Jennings also. And and I'm gonna yeah, I like hope, that Waylon Jennings. That was good. Can uh, you guys? Uh, yeah, Luke Back, Texas. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get a lot of this stuff on CD uh, once I get set up to get all these old uh, vinyl, all this old vinyl on you know onto a disc. I'll I'll try to get some of it to you. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, because yeah, I'd like to play that. I I I don't know a lot. I don't know a lot of Waylon Jennings' songs and uh, yeah. And I think I've got almost every album that he ever put out. I've got at least fifty of his albums, and it's just a matter of getting all this stuff on. You know, onto the computer. That I'm, I'm just uh, not good at that kind of stuff, but I'm learning. And also, th- there's no more th- about Merle Haggard as well. Yeah, I've, I've got about 50 to 100 Merle Haggard albums. Also, I, I got all that stuff, and I'm gonna hopefully soon I'll be able to help you out with a lot of this really obscure stuff that you don't, you know, hear every day from these old timers. Like yeah, that's that. what I like to play. I, I don't, I, I like to play. You know, in the, in, the, in the old days, they, they, you know, they, these these groups would put out an album, and I guess they still do a CD. But you know, there'd be one song that was a hit, but then buried in with the album, there'd be like four or five really awesome songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all all the old stuff. I got a ton of it. You know, and now you play the song. Now these groups, like I was talking with the the fellows from Battle Cry, they all they, they put all their energy into in a, in a, into writing one sort of bubblegum pop song. And then mm-hmm. they have to put out a CD. You know, all the other songs on the CD are just trash. Yeah, yeah. I think you played a song in there. I, I yeah. can't think of the title, but you played a song by J.J. Kale, if I'm not. Oh, I, I love his stuff. Yeah, you know what's really funny? I've got an amplifier downstairs in the basement, an older Fender amplifier in the flight case. It, it belonged to J.J. Kale. 
I think wow. you were playing After Midnight. Uh, that I picked that up here at a local studio. But anyway, keep up the good work. I'll I'll sign off and let someone else have a chance. You well, guys do a hell of a good show. Well, keep thanks. up the good work. Hey, thanks for calling in. Thanks again. Yeah. That Combs thing was great. And yeah, yeah don't forget. <laughs> no Jews, just right. <laughs> what is this? Burning <laughs> out the <laughs> Jews? What, what, what is that? <laughs> at a time? What does that mean? What, what does that mean? God, slowing the uptake. That guy is my God. Boy fire. I'm out of here, gentlemen. <laughs> All, right. Uh, All right. Good night. Thanks. Okay. Let me see if I can uh, bring in Vic here. Steel we might go a few more minutes for Vic, but... I'm kind of, it's getting kind of late for me, and I'm I'm actually not feeling very well. So let me see, let's see here with uh, Mr. Vic. Okay, see has he got he, an item or two he wants to talk about? I hope so. so yeah, I, I, would, I would wish you guys a Merry Christmas, but I, I just read an article that said that uh, Santa Claus is Chinese. <laughs> you look at all the presents under the tree, you see where all the toys are made from, oh, it's everything. <laughs> and then uh, eight out of ten Christians, you know, the celebrate Christmas, they got the plastic trees made in China. So the trees are from China, yeah. the toys for the children are from China. Well, Santa Claus is Chinese. Elves are, the elves are, <laughs> yeah, the elves are fired and, and sent to the South Pole. They've been outsourced. Uh. I don't know. I just it's the over commercialization of Christmas and the whole Chinese aspect of it. It, it makes me just want to be an old uh, <laughs> ah ah bah humbug. <laughs> yeah, I just ignore it mostly. I'm not real big into the holidays. I like what do they uh, say? The Jews killed Christ and they do a nice business on his birthday. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a marketing ploy. <laughs> well, you uh, you want to see those. Uh, 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 our friend Julia Stryker from the Third Reich did some really good uh, cartoons of, of Jew merchants selling Christmas items. Uh, if you can check those images out. Uh, anyway, Mr. Mister Vic, are you around? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, what's uh, on your mind tonight? Sorry about well, the, the screw-up earlier. Well, no problem. I understand how that goes. Um, I want to say congratulations to Alex. Uh, if you don't have a son already, you are going to be happy for the rest of your life. I mean, uh, my son's a treat of my life. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I hope my kid will turn out to be a quality individual. <laughs> Do what I can to see that that happens. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, any news items, uh, anything you, you noted lately you want to talk about? Uh, we wanted. I wanted to say that... Uh, uh, from that uh, Hannity and Combs um, issue, I actually had three people approach me and say, hey, do you know about VNN? Uh, two women and a guy, both both of them, all of them actually are kind of, you know, anti-immigration, patriotard kind of people, no listen kidding. to Fox. Oh. And I said, yeah. yeah. No kidding. As a result of that, they heard Yeah, it? Yeah, they come and talk to me. Unfucking believable. Wow. That's and, great. Uh, I said, you know, you go there. I said, you read the post. I said, listen to all the goy fires. I said, you can download them one at a time. I said, if you if you don't have a high speed, just let me know and I'll get it for you. Yeah, and the nice thing is that we don't chalk it all full of advertising and the rest of it, and and we we've got it down to pure meat, pure gold. I'm quoting something from Mankin long I mean, ago where he was making. You got to think. I mean. Guy. The listenership must have been skyrocketing that night, uh, because of Duke being on the show, and and uh, and boy, 
<laughs> you got to imagine what, you know, Yankee Jim just pulled off a coup d'etat there. Well, he did a good job. Like I said, I, uh, it was amazing. It was three people I'd spoken to before about anti-immigration and, and, and a few other things, and they, they knew kind of what I was about, but, you know, it wasn't straightforward. And I said, yeah, I said, you should listen to these people. And they all came back within, after that, after looking at VNA, and said, wow, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. That's what they all said. You know, they, they were... VNN says what it is. Hopefully, yeah, we, we're teaching people the, the Jewish underlying factor that, that is ignored or covered up everywhere else. Yeah, I was mentioning last week about the uh, menorah at the airport here, and I've been waiting to try to catch the, the rabbi or whoever it is that like adds the light doing it. Uh, but I will take a picture here shortly. Oh, yeah. And, uh, That's out in Seattle, right? No, you're, from in back, you're from back west, or right. I should say. You're yeah. from the western, right? Yeah, I'm from Vegas. Oh, Vegas. that's right. Yeah. There's okay. a menorah in the White House tonight. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Laura Bush recovered from cancer surgery or something, skin cancer. Twice. Front page Yahoo. Big <laughs> <laughs> menorah in between of them. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um anywhere but you can put a menorah in the White House. I wanted to also mention that, you know, everybody is on like like you, you have kids. I'd love to see more kids announcement birth announcements on on the forum. That would be great. Um but well, hey, yeah. Yeah. Um but and then people some. says we see right, some from time to time. And then there's people who uh like say, you know, how many like they talk about how many White babies have been aborted, and they're like that. And I, I kind of look at it as like how many whites have been forgotten. There's all these kids that were born, and you have these early 20s, late teens, and they're looking for their culture. They're looking for somebody. And, well, I know. You know. And see, we have a something that is substantial to offer them. It really is like you know junk food versus a real, real food, or, or like being we are offering you the chance to be an adult in a land controlled by adults of your own kind. You know, screw the politics and the rest of it. That's just the, the simple fact. It's a, it's a better way to live. And, uh, safer and more challenging at the same time. Hey, uh, Alex, adolescence I, that, that the mass I had, media an, uh, has I had an adult question for you. And it, it was a question that came on the forum, and I was really hoping that y you might be able to kind of chime in and, and try to answer this. I think it was from one of our recent uh, Stormfront refugees, but it mm. seemed like, you know, he was kind of honest about the question, and it was just, how should we look at, or how do we, you know, receive, what, sh you know, should we kind of, how should we view these Jews against Zionism? It, you know, are they our friends? Are they, are they helping us in our goals? You know, they're pointing out all the flaws of Zionism. They're outwardly saying, yeah. you know, we, yeah. we don't want this, we don't want this. How, how should we view those, those people, that group of people? I view, them, I view them as a curiosity and some, something to be kept at arm's length. You know, it's, it's mildly possible that there might be certain tactical arrangements if we were a lot stronger, but number one, they represent nothing within Judaism. They are utterly negligible, and, and yet they get in enough publicity to to float whales. I mean, it's amazing. But uh, to me, they represent nothing. They're far less than 1% subset of, of Jews. They have no power except among themselves. And what, uh, I don't give a fuck what they think about whether or not Israel should or 
exist and when and where. I mean, it does exist, and it has nuclear weapons. That's the bottom line. It, it's not going to go anywhere, at least right away. And, so they're just, and too, they're be, just too small. They're not influential enough. Well, uh, okay. They're Jews. They, be, they be still believe that they're gods. They still believe, as the guy said in the Holocaust, they still believe that everyone else is scum. And, and Jews have a complete history of infiltrating. Now, they're not really infiltrating when they're, when they're wearing their, their, their funky hat and, and beard. Okay, right. so give them points for that. They're, they're not trying to be anything other than what they are. But, but, you know, hey, if you want to change Jews, go fuck with the other Jews. Don't, don't come to me. We don't need Jews on our side. We have no, no power to ally with the Jews. They're the ones who are our enemy. And they are doing... They put in place the policies that we don't like, so and they have the power and we don't. If they wanted to change those policies, they could. We don't have the power right now to force them to change them. So, <laughs> allying with them, I mean, that's giving in to them. Okay, so just they may be against the state of Israel, and that's a good thing, but the fact that they're for <laughs> everything else that's Jewish... And that is a major point of contention that we have as well. Well, the they're Jews. The yeah, same problem that you'd have with any other Jew, you okay. have with them. They're Jews. Yep. They're, Plus, they're they Jews. believe they're, in the Holocaust. Book. Yeah, they do believe in the Holocaust. Their 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 book is the is the Talmud, and you know, raping little kids. That's fine. Stealing from Goyim. That's fine. Not returning found property that belongs to Goyim. That's fine. Doing anything the hell you want to to to, to Goyim. Utterly fine. Just, All the rabbis say it. I mean, it just yeah, it just that. opens up the it opens up the conversation of the difference between the Jews and the Zionists, and how some people are well, anti-Zionists, but they're not necessarily anti-Jews. But that, like you said, it opens yeah, well, up that whole conversation. And what you're saying is, well, hey, there can be Jews who are anti-Zionist, <laughs> but they're still pro everything that is I mean, Jewish. I'm anti-Jew. Yeah, I mean, even though I use uh, sometimes I use anti-Semitism just because the same reason I use racism. That's what people, the term people are familiar with. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Zionist Jew. What's the difference? They're horrible whether they're in Israel or anywhere else. They're they're a, a pestilence. They're a subset of the Jews. Yeah, they're, they're just fucking Jews. I mean, if 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 they if they want to be different, well, hell, quit being Jews. If there weren't Jews, there wouldn't be any you know, Zionists. There's, there's, nothing that, yeah. that, there's nothing to stop a person from renouncing Judaism and going a different way and, and just being an ordinary citizen. Yeah. And th in that case, who would care? And, and some of them do that. And, I mean, you could track them down with genetic tests, but, you know, it, it, it's only partly a, a genetic thing. In the, and, and if they're Jews, they're probably Jews who are less paranoid for genetic variational reasons, and they probably tend to outmarry and just be lost to it. But the ones who are inside it are the hardcores. Uh, you know, there, there's nothing you can do with them. We're we're opposed to them, and there, there's yep. no way to split that difference. And the people who are claiming they're anti-Zionist, most of them are just trying to get get a, around. They they think it'll lubricate it a little bit if they say they're anti-Zionist, opposed to anti-Jew. But no, man, we're anti-Jew. Jews ain't us. Yep, it's just now, a higher level of abstraction. All the Zionists, they are all inside of the Jewish circle, and if there weren't Jews, there wouldn't be Zionists. To say to make that distinction, oh well, that it's just the good Jew, bad Jew. You know, the Zionists are the bad Jews, but there's good Jews too. But are they good if they're promoting the Jewish religion? Well, if they're yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, they, they can. The value that we can get from Jews is special insight into the nature of their people that right. they reveal voluntarily or in, 
involuntarily. If you have a Jew who writes a book explaining this is what Jews are and what they believe, well, he may know it a lot better than you. He's lived inside of it. And to the extent he's truthful, you can gain value from that. But politically, those the people, you know, the Shehaks and the Shamirs and whatever, they don't have any power, really. So, and so and if they the, did uh, have power, it would be in influencing uh, the Jews that they're describing accurately. So, so that really has nothing to do with me or us. Right. They, so they, they the can intellectually the help us, but but they don't. E whether they intend to or not, they can intellectually help us. But beyond that, I mean, we should so, keep so them even, at arm's even length. So the, even the anti-Zionist Jew, they still believe the teachings of the Talmud that say that whoever's not a Jew should yes. be regarded as cattle, and it's yes. okay to cheat them and steal them and set yes. up usury schemes to economically enslave yes. them. Yes. Oh, I see. All yes, those things still happen with the anti-Zionist Jews. And somebody, you know the website Crescent and Cross? Yep. Uh, Joanna Francis, who wrote that, that great, she's written a number of great articles, and there's another guy there, I think, named Mark Glenn, and he wrote an article specifically on Netarai Carteri. And he appeared at a show with them, and it was exactly that. He went up to them afterwards and had some little run-in, and they basically did their little their gay little Jew, Jewy curse at him and kind of beat their chest. And, like, I guess it was supposed to be symbolic of him stabbing them because he pointed out exactly that, that, yeah, okay, you're anti-Zionist, but that's some political little deal in your own religion, but, but you believe all the stuff about the us-them split, hostile yeah, the outsiders yeah. and... and friendly to the insider, so you ain't really any different from any other Jew, are you? Except for the curious, one little thing that is real. No, that's yeah. the truth. And these people are so, white people are still so damn gullible and easily taken in, not just by the Netarai Karta or whatever the hell their name is, but by the yep. Jared Taylors, uh -huh. who are out there preaching that Jews are on our side. And they may be a nice guy and incredibly articulate, but that's the wrong way to go, people, I will tell you. Verily I say unto you, I love using that. I, I like to use that Jesus language for extra and <laughs> credibility. You know, verily I see in you, draw a goddamn, get out of ten sharpies and, and tie them together. Alex, and, and how did you... draw a giant line down the middle between us and Jews. They ain't us. <laughs> they are the problem. Alex, they how understand. did you master your, your Jew accent? Uh, I've never heard anyone uh, I, I don't able to do know, that. say that I'd a mastered it. Uh, there's, I, can, I don't know. I, I love doing imitations. And I can do two too, or three but I can't do passably that well. I can do two or three passably well. I can do an Indian one fairly well. I can do a type of Mexican, and I can do a Jew a little bit. I wouldn't say I mastered it. I, it to me, it's just fun. I just I love doing it, and I I don't it, do it in pain bits. What are you thinking of when you do it? I uh, who am I thinking of? Well, it, Woody Allen. I, I, I'm yeah, not not. Kind of a Woody Allen type, not really Woody Allen, but a Woody Allen type uh, of just you know, an expostulating you know. Yeah, I'm thinking of Woody Allen's gestures and it's just the mentality that goes with that, expostulating and kind of neurasthenic and neurotic and and you know, but yet yet aggressive at the same time. Uh, a wimpy Woody Allen. Jews are pretty pretty aggressive. Was they're, that they're, was that Kai Kurter a second ago? Yeah. Yeah. Well, could you can you can you uh. Can you uh, whip up any of your uh, characters? Oh, well, uh, uh, hmm, okay, black male, when I was living in a really nasty apartment <laughs> complex in Norcross, Georgia, a long time ago with a, with a girlfriend, I went to carry out the trash, and uh, this black man said something kind of prophetic, and it stuck with me, but uh, I heard him yelling at his, you know, his woman. Because I'm carrying the trash out, and he said, "You know, some you know, 
Did we lose him? I think the register was too high and it turned off. <laughs> that, that was a bad. <laughs> that was a bad time oh, to drop. Oh, wow. I was kind of getting it. Let me let me see if I can get him back to get. You, you probably. I think you blew out the Skype on that one uh, with the upper register there. Uh-oh. It could be. Uh-oh. It was just too. It was too insane. That, that, it was too that, harsh. Wait. Sometimes Skype he's still there. Overloaded. He's no, he's st- there. He did. He, he did. He did that thing that we have on Goyfire sometimes. Okay. Okay. Let me. Uh, let me get too realistic. It, it can over. It can yeah, I'll, I'll drop. I'm very curious here. I'll remove no, him the conference and call him again. You don't have to, you don't have to drop. He didn't drop off, did he? No, no, but I'm afraid I'll have to reinitiate the call. Let me, let me get him back. Too big of a vibe on it, probably. Yeah, too big. <laughs> oh my gosh, I could hear it coming. It's funny because yeah. usually you you have a you have hints of like lead-ins to that kind of a problem. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's but. crazy. Yeah, I kind of want to hear. Hey, are, are you back? <laughs> I'm back? I'm back. And I think you went off the scale here. You 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 shattered some glass too. <laughs> anyway, so so the guy is uh, he's got his screen door open or something, and he's talking to his 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 woman there, and he says, uh, "You know something? You don't know nothing." <laughs> <laughs> and I would hear these people, uh, not that particular person, but above me, they would just, and they, they would just beat this woman nightly, like you hit me, you. God, that must have been a miserable experience. Yeah, it's horrible. That's that's apartments for you. There huh? he went again. You know, sometimes Alex, when I'm talking to people out in the street, I just asked them. I said, I, I just say, how do you feel about? the Jews, you know, thinking that they're the chosen race. And and how do you feel, you know, not being chosen and everything? And okay. it's just, you know, how do you how do you deal with that? I mean, do, do you personally have any feelings when you are told that you are not the chosen one and that you are just an animal to be used and fleeced? How does that make you feel, Alex? I'm just curious. <laughs> 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 It doesn't bother me, except insofar as it's instituted in policy that affects me. Yeah. And as that is the case, so pretty much across the board, foreign and domestic, uh, I'd have to say I'm opposed to it. Gosh. Most yeah, that you, you talk, do, don't like that how idea. How does that make you feel, though, Alex? I mean, <laughs> does that make, make you feel, feel all warm and fuzzy inside? <laughs> it's like, oh, well, what shit, about I'm not God chosen. chosen? Oh, you mean I'm, I'm forced shit. to live a life of being fleeced and, and treated <laughs> like and prodded and everything? What the hell? What's that all about? Oh, my gosh. It makes me feel like an oak tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be a tree barber. I'd be a cane pole. Maybe fishing for bluegill in a, a little bit of Alabama stream. <laughs> Grell granddad. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, you could do some good uh, Craig Cobb type stuff, uh, doing that kind of thing in the street. It would be funny. Like, oh, and Borat, Borat type stuff, too. Yeah. How do you feel not being chosen? <laughs> Are you just, okay with that? Or is it, why is does it the rest of the world? Self-esteem? Why do they accept all of this and buy into it? Okay, I guess we'll just be cattle. <laughs> I mean, what's that all about? Well, it's just it's crazy. T- TV has brainwashed everyone, and they they don't you know, even know it. Most of them, they they all they know is is the dull. You know, like a cow would know that something's harassing it, but it doesn't really know what the source of it is, and it just kind of uh, uh, chewing the cud and swishing its tail at the flies, but. You know, mm-hmm. they don't care. They just want the cattle is the perfect word and, yeah. too. If you've ever been out in a field and there's a bunch of cows and any one of them could stomp you, <laughs> stomp a mud hole in your ass, but you know all it takes is one word and they all start running the other way. Yep. You know, 
It, it's just it's it's sad. Some of those pictures on the forum, you know, when they're talking about the uh, are black women attractive and uh, well, there's some nasty pictures on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, you know, and then people are pointing out that the the, the black the women, they're, they're, they're all, yeah, no, the, the black women are all half white, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah, the, they're, the they're attractive, attractive but they're black half white. women are generally, it's because they have a large admixture of white genes, even more than the 20% that blacks and Americans have on average. The, the little African boy with his face in inside the... I don't know what, <laughs> that's a classic one. That belongs in our... Where, where does this come from? <laughs> That that's a no. That's not a fake one. That's a real one. That's a yeah. Um, I think that's some Ethiopia. That's how they bathe. That's their shower. Oh god! So he's jamming his face into the cow's uh, <laughs> rectum to to excite its its uh, urethra to release the piss that he will bathe in. Oh, that's like a technical move. <laughs> Dude, that's that's a skill. He's got mad skills. That's he's like got a mad bathing skills. It's a slam dunk in there. Advanced showering. He's got a master's degree in showering. I'm sure he can get at, an H1B visa. At BCC, visa. Bush Community College. <laughs> he majored in grub seeking. Yeah, they got <laughs> chosen to, to go up to uh, New England. And, that and these are the fuckers <laughs> that your local Methodists are importing, you know, paid mm. for by the federal government. I mean, you would think, you would have to posit the Jews, if you're like a physicist, there would have to be some particle that explains the insanity that is these social policies in the U.S. And, and sure enough, they exist. There's a particle that's causing it called the Jew. That 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 it serves its agenda because it sure as hell doesn't serve anybody else's. You know, to bring these savages in here who are bathing under cows' tails. It's a humanitarian aspect. We want to save the species before they go extinct. You know, they always want to save. These these species, whether you know animals yeah. or whatever, Push we got to protect crisis. them. We we have to protect them. We wouldn't want them to go extinct, would we? We got to well, prop a, them up. It's like, a quality. They, you know they, what? They, we, it's we, white, we whites haven't made enough on that front. And usually, I'm skeptical when people talk about aligning with the left. But we can do it in certain ways. Like one is the apartheid Israel. That that ping ping ping. That it really excites the left. The apartheid. The other is the environmental stuff. You point out the bushmeat crisis and the sites on that where the niggers are killing everything that moves and fucking it and eating it and, or, or selling it to someone else, like the Chinese, for, for medicinal reasons. But all these white people want to save the race. A lot of white conservatives and white liberals belong to the environmental groups. And you say, look, it don't mean a thing if you haven't saved the race that is the only thing on earth that cares about all the other attractive animal species. So, mm, yeah. so, And you're opposed to us because we're haters, and yet you're pro-environment. There's a contradiction. We need to point that out more often. I was able, I was able to use that argument uh, to actually attract a, a young female uh, in their yeah. early twenties yeah. over Good to job. to to uh, be able to you know that was how I opened a conversation. I started talking about the environment, and then uh, started you know there was other conversations that went from there. And it took a while. I mean, it, it doesn't happen overnight. You can't go up to them, say six words, no. and and no. they come over to our side. But you can you can start a conversation with them, let them think about it, come back, start another conversation with them. It takes time. And actually, that's, a, that's a good way to to meet uh, girls if you're in like college because a lot of them are into that kind of crap like Greenpeace stuff. And you just you do it, yeah, like you say, you do it step by step. And you say, look, first you you acknowledge the problem, the bush meat crisis is what they've turned it, and they're killing off the gorillas and the other. You you realize that's going on. You realize who's doing it, and then you you know you can work your way around. You know, well, gee, you know who. Who are the people who seem to care about preserving these animals? And slowly but surely, you can make some inroads. When I see a young adult out there, a young white adult, and they're not 
they have no idea how they're supposed to act or who they are or what they are. You know, I see them as children, and, you know, I see a white child there, and they have basically no parenting. You know, they've the, we basically outlawed any parenting for whites. Yeah. And so when I see a white kid, I, I, I'll, like, start a conversation. With when I say kid, I'm anybody under 25. Yeah. And, and I'll go up to them and I'll start talking to them. And, you know, I'll say, hey, you know, and I'll see what they're interested in. I've actually, it took me about two years, but I actually turned around a wigger. I mean, this kid was, you know, hat on backwards, pants around his ass. I mean, it was terrible. And uh-huh. basically how I did it was is he had started to talk to me. And he'd start using ghetto crap. And I just, like, he wasn't even there. And it was part of, you know, he had to speak white to me. I told him right to his face. I said, you have to use English. You have to speak white to me. He said, okay. Yeah. So, and every time he, he would be okay, and then he would go into the ghetto thing, and I just, like, he just disappeared. But when he yeah. did it right, I'd treat him like a human being. I'd, you know, I'd treat him, you know, and give him responsibility and stuff like that. And it took, you know, a year to turn this kid around. But he, he dresses normal. And the other day I heard him going off. You know, fucking niggers, this and that, and I thought, there you go. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, these, we we sometimes get you down. You know, oh, these, oh, they're lost, blah, blah. Oh, come on, it's it's mostly TV. You get TV turned around. You you and you had the right, you had the right poles to attract the people. They would come around pretty darn quick. People know that things are fucked up, and and yeah, they grow up without parents, and even if they have parents, their parents aren't allowed to to do what needs to be done to discipline them, or they're or they're hauled up, and uh, if there's got to be a top-down change. Could reverse a lot of that stuff pretty quickly, I believe. Hey, Alex, I got a question for you. I, I just saw yeah. a, uh, a little video. I don't know if you're familiar with the poster on the forum of Banjo Billy, but yeah. uh, he, in his signature line, he, he's got a, a link to a video, and it's called uh, Immigration Gumballs. And I was curious if you had a chance to see that. Uh, no, I haven't seen that. What's in it? I, I just uh, watched it recently. I, I it. tell you, it is uh, fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, it's a little presentation about uh, immigration and about how the demographics are changing in America. And what he really goes into is, uh, you know, the birth rates in Mexico and in the Central American countries, and you know, the birth rates we have in America. And it's just, it's an amazing. He uses a jar of gumballs to illustrate the millions of babies that are born and each gumball represents a million and Mm -hmm. uh, boy when he talks about these numbers and he he has this uh, chart that he goes off just about how the immigration policy has changed in this country you know from the early 60s thanks to Kennedy to what we have now and uh, it's just an amazing eye-opener just a very well done uh, demonstration of just where we're heading in the very near future uh, with did regard it? to the change of the demographics. You know, I can't uh, The guy that did it is the guy uh, with uh, Roy Beck uh, with okay, uh, yeah. Numbers, Numbers USA. USA. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I saw, I saw the link to that. I didn't watch it, though, but it sounds like it's uh, can get well, through I just, the uh, thickest skull. I'd like to plug, plug that representation. Uh, just for everybody who's listening. It's just, uh-huh. uh, boy, when I saw it, I just thought, wow, that is really an eye-opener. You know, go to vnnforum.com, and, and uh, yeah, I've seen that around. You, you want you to get the, everybody to watch that. I mean, just every neighbor that you have, every family member, everybody, because it's going to open their eyes to what's happening, not just now, but what's going to happen and how it's going to be accelerated just in the few short years 
you know, that we have in front of us. And it's just mm -hmm. amazing, uh, yeah. the, the source of all the problems there. That's a cascade effect that you just can't ignore. I mean, it's just so powerful that, you know, here, here you are in Mexico and you have like 60% of the population is under the age of 16. That's just terrifying. Um, the the other uh, problem with that whole scenario that they're talking about is there's a thing called uh, anchor baby dolls, and the Mexican government actually gives anchor baby dolls to their girls down there, any girls under 12, and tells them that their job is to come to America and have a baby. Hmm. Yeah, anchor baby dolls. Yeah, we should have long ago invaded there. And we would have if they ever tried anything like that, if we had a white government. So we did. We know. gave it back to them. And we oh, we yeah, were... We, we, we let him in his work. Well, you're right. You're right, Vic. Uh, we, we have invaded them, but we just... Uh, Grant and his and his crew in 1840, uh, they did... They did uh, they actually went to Mexico City and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and knocked over the place, but... We were just too goddamn nice. Well, Lincoln said it the yeah. best. He got up and made a two-hour speech about it and yeah. said, you know, we are so different from them, we can never assimilate. And, and he, there was a great speech that Lincoln got up before he was president. He was a congressman, and he made a two-hour speech on the whole topic saying how much difference than we are from Mexico and why we should remain separate. We have to let them have their country, and we have to have ours. And, you know, he, he brought down every point that's valid today back in the well, 1840s, I guess it was. And uh, I, it was, yeah. that's been known for quite a while. Yeah. I actually take that video that you're talking about, and I have uh, the mini CDs, and I always have at least five on me all the time. I have Immigration them, uh, gumballs? That, yep. That, that, oh, that's a good one. Man, I yeah. just, I just I hand them out on little mini CDs. Yep. And I said, here, watch this. You've got to see this. And I always get at least, if I hand five out, I at least get three people come back wanting, where did I get that? You, you know, know, Vic, something else I do, uh, and I've mentioned this before, I hand out, uh, uh, <coughs> uh, I like to hand out American Distant Voices by William Pierce. Mm -hmm. And what I do is, um, uh, well, I've told this story many times, but I'll, I'll cut it short, is that uh, I put in, like, website URLs on the CD. Yep. Because uh, that's a very, you know, like, for instance, I would put, you know, govnn.com, for instance, or, uh, you know, or whatever, you know, I, I think is important. Uh, you could put Numbers USA if you wanted to, if if you like the immigration gumballs. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, that, you know, that gives them a place to go. And, uh, and right. yeah, that that's, I always carry around uh, a few uh this is a very good thing to do, carry on a few CDs. And it costs pennies to do. I mean, we're talking pennies. In a couple of minutes, I have it all set up where you can just bang out a couple of these little CDs, you know, with a couple of little videos on it, and boom, you know, hey, well, watch this, watch this. And I always get returns, and, you know, these people are wanting to hear this, these people we call patriotards and, and stuff like that, and, you know, you, we kind of talk down to them, but they want to hear this, and, and when mm -hmm. you, their eyes just light up when finally they hear somebody saying what they want you to want to hear so badly. Yeah, well, you know, the thing about that video, too, it lays blame, and uh, when it points the finger, you know, it really irritates me as to who is being blamed, and it just, to no end, the Catholic Church located in Italy, in Europe, with their 
no birth control policies that have been foisted in Mexico. They're all Catholics, most of uh-huh. them, and, they, and they're just cranking out 10, 15 babies each. And it, when is it going to stop? The, you know, they've got to stop that. The whole Catholic Church, you know, they're the ones who are coming down saying, oh, they're, you know, saying that the Holocaust uh, Revision Conference in Iran, they're condemning that. And they're, they're condemning birth control for the Mexicans and the third worlders. But look at the effect that that's having. I mean, they're all nice and comfy over there in Italy, in Vatican City, but yet they're dictating you know, policies to the rest of the world that is destroying America. Do you, so, think, they're, do you think they're trying to build, breed people who will believe their lies? Well, of course they are. Of course they do you, are. Do you think they're trying to build something so stupid they'll believe it? But it just it it irks the Catholics, me. Catholic, the Catholic Church doesn't care about about knowledge. I, I don't care what the, the the goofballs over at Lou Rockwell say about Catholic <laughs> churches saving the world, whether or Western the civilization. Source of all reason whatever. in Western civilization and yeah. science. And yeah, it's, that's that screwball. They, they <laughs> just as long as they got human humanic creatures to sit at their masses, they <laughs> can give a damn. I think they're already majority non-white. Isn't it funny that if you're bipedal, you're humanoid? You're human if you're bipedal. I mean, I got a three-legged dog. I got a three-legged dog. He's almost human. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a precocious emu that I believe qualifies (laughs) to eat Jesus along with the rest of us official humans. (laughs) Yeah, we're just destroying ourselves. These people in the Catholic Church, you know, they support that system, and that system is destroying them. And that's what bothers me is how many of us we are basically paying for our own destruction. We are subsidizing, and, you know, promoting it. It's just yeah, it it's just taken it from us at gunpoint to to subsidize the people who are displacing us. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. There's got to be some, something needs to happen with that. You know, they need to stop that whole policy. You know, yeah. they're overbreeding and they're pushing them all into this country. I mean, enough's enough. Come on. You know, they and white people, white people in the Catholic Church, they need to you know step up to the plate and say, hold on a minute here, you know, we got to change these policies because that's just well, most of them are in, the the priests at least are in favor of that. I mean, they they need people, they want more people, and the yeah. white people are not listening to them, and the white Catholics aren't breeding particularly. No, the, they're, they're you know their priests are dying out. They don't have have few priests, and a lot of them are fags, and and they're they're. They're just like labor unions. They're finding these people. They want people in their buildings and, and well, in their just, unions. Uh, reinforces that religion is part of the problem. You know, it's definitely well. They're they're uh, yeah. They're all the Lutherans and the Catholics and the, and the Evangelicals are all signed up for the federal government and make money importing these monkeys from around the world. Yeah. The only only time all those religions, the the Protestants, the Catholics, all the all the Christian religions came together in this country and decided on one thing that was good for this nation was they all supported that 1965 that was uh, uh, immigration reform. That was the first time that all the the major religions in the United States, all the Christian religions in the United States, came together and said, "Yes, we want this. We think it's a good thing." And and they made a concerted effort to get this. It was the only it was the first time that it happened. On a piece yeah. of legislation. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. doubt it at all. I didn't know that fact, but that that, that is completely believable. You know, the, the uh, Christian... They're they the, eaten out by that point with federal money and what have you. But it was the Jews that pushed that for for decades. But, uh... Look, and there was, some back, there was some back and forth between Protestant and Catholic. 
and try to just get rid of ethnic parishes around the major cities that E. Michael Jones has written about. But they bought them off through Fed money. All right, let's have some closing comments tonight here, folks. And uh, Well, hey, thanks for hosting when you've been sick. We appreciate it. It's no. been a good show and, and having everybody on. Vanguard Radio. No Jews. Just right.